0: Anyways, welcome to NS9 Spaces. This is Anthony DiNardo, your post-game show today. Pirates do lose 5-2 to the San Diego Padres. Um, I mean, if we're going stories, right, I guess today's story is the pitching matchup. It was, of course, Joe Musgrove coming back to the Berg, facing Mitch Keller, who has had an interesting offseason. A lot of talk, a lot of hype around him, right? That fastball, that velocity. Had a really good spring. Season started, and of course, haven't really seen the results. Um, Today was much different, though. So, Mitch Keller, I mean, not only was his stuff looking better, for one, he came out very fastball heavy, especially the first time to the lineup, but he was locating. He seemed confident. He was pitching very well. You know, as I, I said today on Twitter itself, there's been a lot of things this year, small things, right? And I guess maybe not a lot, but there's been a few small things this year that you look at Mitch Keller at and kind of get intrigued with as we always are. Right. But, but this year is a little bit different. You know, the velocity's up there. You've seen moments where he's been confident, especially in spring training. Uh, just, just, just a lot of some different things have never come together. And it seemed as if today for the most part, it did. Um, and it also kind of came through today in the box score for one. So he goes six innings today, five hits, Big key here, no walks, and also five strikeouts. Um, as mentioned, you know, he threw the fastball quite heavy today. As a matter of fact, he threw it 62% of the time, threw 85 pitches today. So for one, also, this is I mean, this has to be the best start of any pirate starter all all season long. And again, not only does he go with just one-earned run, 85 pitches, you know, gets through six innings here. Pretty solid start for the power starter. Um, but again, as as with Mitch Keller, the first time through the lineup, he threw the fastball almost 80% of the time. I think he only threw maybe four off-speed pitches. Um, and then, of course, the second time through, he started mixing the slider and the curveball a little bit more, change up here and there. Uh, a lot of swings and misses the first time through the lineup as well with that fastball. And then afterwards, kind of normalized, nothing much. But regardless, his stuff was looking really good. The, the velocity was absolutely there. I mean, I, th- I think his last pitch in the fifth inning, he actually hit hundred. So, I mean, he was pumping it the whole entire time. Very efficient. Very, very good start for Mitch Keller. This is this is the reason when everyone's proclaiming why is Mitch Keller in the rotation. This is why because we know this is something that Mitch Keller can do. I'm not too high on Zach. Thompson and thinking that he could do something like this. Maybe JT Brubaker or others. Like, like Mitch Keller has something in him. And if it gets unlocked, this is what Mitch Keller can do. So you're just going to be patient with him this entire season. Because, again, there's no one here pushing him out of this rotation. You see, it. Like, like, Jose Quintana has been the best starter all year long by a very large margin. And it's not as if he's having, like, a terrific season. He's doing, I mean, he's doing very well so far. But this is why you're going to see Mitch Keller in here, because if he can figure it out and if he can put it all together and give you these type of starts more than than anything, that's a huge part for this this future in himself. So, again, today, a big start for Mitch Keller, Um, of course, right? How do you build upon it? We've had this talk last year as well when he saw a confident, different Mitch Keller. Um, So the big thing for me is how do you respond? What's the next start like? Does he come back and do the same thing? Does he keep going? Does he build upon this? Again, the first four starts, three of them were four earned runs. The other one had one earned as well. Like he hasn't—he hasn't been fantastic this year by all means. Big start for him. Of course, on the other side, Joe Musgrove, another amazing outing for him. He's had a one point nine seven ERA on the season. Um, I miss Joe Musgrove, but anyways, I digress. So the offense wasn't really there. Now, obviously, as we mentioned, Joe Musgrove pitched. His ass off today as well. He goes seven innings, seven hits, also an earned run, eight strikeouts, um, pitched 92 pitches. So also very good, efficient outing from him. And of course, as mentioned on the other end, the bats really weren't there. The first two hits of the game, uh, Reynolds and uh was it Yoshi, right? Gosh, I gotta go back. No, Solinski. I mean the, the bloop hits they had just kind of Showed what it was today. You know, Musgrove gave up a lot of soft contact. Pirates did convert to some hits, but obviously none of them were (laughs) – they weren't bringing the wood. It wasn't, you know, much power. And even, like, at the end of Yoshi's last, jokingly, right, that last when he loaded the bases up, nobody out, right? That last hit he had, I think about 84 feet. Um, The the bats, you know, they got hits, eight hits today. Yoshi, of course, two hits. Yoshi and Solinsky each got a couple hits today. Swincy's looking decent. Like, I got to say, like, I mean, it's been a short call-up, small sample size, only batting 217. I get it. Um, But just this short call-up and seeing his at-bats, pretty nice at-bats. But regardless, Logobock, our leadoff hitter, three strikeouts, doesn't get on base. Reynolds, another one we're talking about. You know, I just mentioned Swincy looking decent, even though the stats and numbers aren't there. Reynolds, it's not really there either. He goes one for two today with a, a walk. But I gotta say, he's at least looking more comfortable. You don't see too many going right down the middle, and he looks confused. Um, again, like there's a couple of hits he has had, even like that one last night, the game winner. You know, they has been kind of bloopish as well. Um, he's not putting a lot of great contact onto it steadily, but he does look better. So it's, it's a bit encouraging. Um, and, and again, going back to Yoshi, like I know he got two hits. You look at the box score; goes, he's two for four. But, man, has he been frustrating so far. Uh, you know, that the, the second hit probably shouldn't be a hit to begin with. Defensively, he still looks bad, albeit, again, he is not a first baseman. He is a DH. He's just unfortunate in a situation where there's two DHs on the team, and he's the one handpicked to play first base opposed to Vogelbach. Because, all, all, albeit, we could be having the same conversation for Vogelbach right now with what we're, all this stuff we're hitting off for of Yoshi. The difference is Vogelbach's at least hitting – where Yoshi's not doing anything. So that's the problem with Yoshi. Still, I'm going to give him some time. You know, there's there's no reason to bring up Mason Martin today at this point in time. Um, if anything, again, I'm giving more time with Chavis at first base. <clears throat> Yoshi can take a few more days off maybe. Um, you know, maybe provide something on the bench. Chavis is certainly deserving it. You know, he's even today, like, you know, he got a sack fly. He's getting good contact on the ball still. Um, defensively though, again, Yoshi's looking awful. But hey, how about Ben Gamble in left field? What's going on with left field? Marizdek makes two amazing plays yesterday. Um, and then Gamble goes out there and, and picks up where he left off as well. A nice diving catch, which I mean preserved the score at that point of time. Ultimately we found out that you know the pirates lose and it didn't really matter, but a very nice catch. Um <clears throat> and again, you're talking about looking lost, Cole Tucker as well. Just just an abysmal offensive season so far, which I don't think many of us didn't expect. Um, he just, just simply doesn't walk. He doesn't hit. He strikes out. That's all he does. And he plays He plays defense, per se, in the outfield. Nothing great. I mean, at least he's, he's not killing anyone in the outfield defensively. I'll give him that. But he's not a good defender in the outfield. He plays shortstop, plays it pretty well as well. But that's all he's got. I'm ready to move on from Cole Tucker at this point. Where I say, Yoshi, I'll give a little bit of time. I'm ready for Cole Tucker Cole Tucker to be gone. So, kind of I stand. You know, they did make it a game, though, right? The Pirates offense, again, they did come back. Um, then the bullpen came in. Chase down, just doesn't look good. But then again, he's never been a good pitcher. He's got like a lifetime, what, six-point... 4 ERA, I believe, 6.14 ERA or something like that, lifetime. Um, Chris Stratton comes in 0.2 innings, three hits, gives up two earned runs. Um, you know, I said it in our group chat, you know, with it's not here, Chris Stratton just has not looked good. Is he falling apart? Is what's going on with Chris Stratton? But you do look at his peripherals. You do look at everything. And he's pretty much basically just doing the same thing he's been doing all along. You know, the spin rate's still there. The velocity's still there. All of it. The one thing I will say is, He's thrown his curveball a lot more this year opposed to his fastball. Um, he is getting hit hard. I hopefully expect maybe things to normalize. Um, you know, he does have the 5.79 ERA right now on the season. I don't I – mean, it's something to look out for. I'll say with Chris Tratton, to me. But I'm not saying Chris Tratton's broke at this point in time. Chris Tratton's done. He's a weak link in the bullpen. Um – also, that's the point of being said that there's not much else in the bullpen other than, you know, like when Peters and Crow <laughs> are uh, are not being used. Um, and then your hurry, comes in. It's his birthday. He gives up a hit, um, a run, which is earned, of course, to Stratton. But that's it. That's pretty much the game. Um, we'll have some requests here. If anyone else has any requests that want to join, go ahead and request in, uh, in the space. We'll get you on here. At this point in time, we do have Connor. What's up, Connor?
1: used as to which team he manages. He he manages oh, like he has a much better team than he does. There's, well, there's just kind of, I I have zero idea why Yehure was in the game today. I don't know. I, I, there's just so many things that I just don't know. Like, there have been times where I've been yeah. like, yes, he brings in Bednar in the seventh with runners in scoring position. Good job, Shelton. And then there's other times today where he brings in Stratton on no rest, but Bednar is apparently unavailable on no rest. And please correct me if I'm crazy here, but didn't we just have this conversation with the last time Bednar pitched where it was like, why did Bednar only throw 10 pitches and come out? Like, (laughs) I, I, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, In regards to, I'm more done with Tucker than I am with Yoshi for sure. But man, it's it's not even it's it's getting to the point with Yoshi where it's a situation where Chavis looks better. There is a guy who is on the team. You don't even have to make a roster move, and you can upgrade the team by putting another guy at that position. Like I'm, I'm willing to give Yoshi a little more time here. But Chavis and Yoshi have to at least start splitting playing time 50-50 because you you can't. You can't keep throwing him out there. You just can't.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. That's pretty much where I'm at, too. Like, I'm still going to give Yoshi his reps his time. It's still early, per se, in this season to just give up on him at this point in time when the offseason with just the limited at-bats he had the second half of the season to yeah. see him to give him $4 million for, like I'm not ready to cut the cord on him. We've seen Cole Tucker year in, year out. right? I'm ready to move on for him. Like I don't, not that I'm really, I don't really suspect to see much out of Yoshi either, but I'll at least give him the opportunity to prove me wrong. Cole Tucker, we know what he is. And and every year it's, you're basically hoping to get a utility guy out of him. And I think we simply can understand that's not going to happen just because also like his defense just isn't good enough either like I made the comparison before you know like he's going to carve out a, a position it's going to be like that Jay Hay that just has great defense all around the diamond and that gives you an asset play defense anywhere and everywhere even though the bat might not be that good
1: <laughs> Jay Hay had a much better Jay bat t- than Cole Tucker did and
0: right and that's what I'm getting at like at that point in time in early Jay Hay stage that that wasn't that good but he played excellent defense Cole Tucker didn't even have a bat this so is what
1: year bad. four of Cole Tucker like um, it's, it, it's, it's so past time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Twenty nine. So that's why I'm yeah ready to move on from Cole Tucker as well. And then simply too, just because we have so many <clears throat> on this team.
1: <clears throat> yes. Sorry. I am sick. Excuse me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds it. But yeah. There's so many middle infillers on this team and there's clearly a lack of depth at first base that.
1: The roster moves incredible. are today, right? The roster crunch. Tomorrow, tomorrow, and they they don't play tomorrow, do they?
0: Nope. Next game is
1: Tuesday. Um, Tuesday, okay. Detroit. Because I'm, I think I'm ready to take another look at Rodolfo. I, I I'm at that point where it's, I mean that's, but I don't think the the problem with that line of thought is that I think I mentioned that I tweeted out the other day where like I literally I don't think they even have to. With Newman out, do they have to make a move?
0: They don't have to, like, but they could to improve. They could, but do they want to improve? I, I think we know the answer to that.
1: Exactly. So I, we've talked about the roster crunch so much, but with Newman hurt, I it does feel like a distinct possibility right now that nothing changes.
0: It's again, we'll just have to see. With Newman hurt, I mean, you could move off from Josh Mamae, or you could go ahead and just simply. Option Cole Tucker, you could make moves to see Rodolfo come up and get that opportunity, right? Like you're saying you also just don't have to,
1: exactly. And that's why I don't think it's going to happen, right? I would love it to, and if they did, I would appraise. I would praise them for like doing anything, but I mean, yeah. I mean, as simple. I, I'm not putting my faith in that because they've done nothing to earn that,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, seeing Castro come up here, you already have Castillo. I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing seeing both of them kind of handle the middle, middle infield for a bit of time.
1: But it really does feel like something has to give eventually. I, I don't I mean, know if that's I don't know if that's tomorrow. I mean. But, like, within the next month or two, I, it, it this has to end. Especially when especially when Newman comes back. I, I mean, this can't go on forever.
0: Full, well, hardly. Again, like think about this point in time. Newman's eventually going to come back from the I.L. O'Neill Cruz is eventually going to be in Pittsburgh. There's not going to be a spot for Cole Tucker, especially playing the way he's playing. He could he could play twice as good. There's still not a spot for Cole Tucker. So it's coming. Like you said, the Redding's on the wall. Do you just keep him right now because of depth or whatever? Um, I mean, do you option Solinsky back down? Do you not send up, you know, Castro? We'll see. At least, again, Solinsky is an outfielder. He can play the position. And his bats haven't been awful. You know, maybe he gets a little bit extended call. I, I don't
1: – I'm not sure if he's really been tested yet, but I've been rather impressed with the way he's played around the wall. I, I, again, I don't think he's been given like any really bad hop off the weird surfaces that you can get up up there yet, but just like his awareness, he's been, he he plays around it. It it doesn't look like it's his first experience with it.
0: It's a fair point. Nothing stands out to me either. Like you're kind of saying, like, nothing really stands out to me to notice that, but that's also gonna be a good thing. Because it could stand out for being poor defense. So he hasn't given you any situations like, oh my God, that's terrible.
1: Yeah, it's definitely it feels like an upgrade over some of the Hoy Park misadventures we've witnessed.
0: Every other player played out right field so far has given you that. So there you go. It's it's the yeah. offensive lineman thing, right? When you don't hear about them, that means good things are happening. That's what we got in right field right now.
1: Yep. Yeah. Gamble and Marisnik have both, I mean, continued to be great.
0: Right. We I mean we all knew Murznick has great defense. The ones that really surprised me this year though is Campbell. Campbell has just like his defense I don't know if he's just getting lucky where the ball's just far enough from him, but also just within reach. Like how many spectacular looking plays is this guy gonna make this year? Okay, there
1: I don't today is a terrible example because I did think he actually had to dive for that to get that. But mm-hmm. there have been times where he's like dove for a ball <laughs> like he really didn't have to there have been a few of those
0: i mean that could be questionable
1: um i'm I'm not saying he's a hot dog i'm like if that's how he wants to make catches and feels like that's his like the most comfortable he is going after a ball instead of like crouching down to get it or like trying to make some sort of shoestring catch like i'm not i'm not saying he's a hot dog um I'm just saying that, like, sometimes he makes the catches look a little more spectacular than they are. Today is not an example of that. The catch today was was amazing.
0: Yes, no, I I absolutely agree with today, and I will say that there have been moments where you could say, you know, might not have had to. Like, there was
1: one earlier this week where I was like, eh, you could have just leaned over and caught that.
0: Mm, i It was he. One. He was
1: coming in. He, I think, he was coming in on it.
0: Okay, the one I'm thinking of, he was going to his uh, his right. I think it was – actually, I don't know where it was. What was he playing right? I don't know, but he was going to his right. And it was one of those where like, he could have kind of like, you know, put his glove on, <laughs> kind of slid and dove into it. But either way, like his defense has looked – I mean, he's – Yeah, no, it's, without looked, this pitching it's good. A lot this year, which is something you weren't expecting from with Ben Gamble.
1: It's just the way that we lost today, as did two of the three of the Brewers series. I mean, uh, on and on, it feels self-inflicted. It it feels like there was either a management decision that could have been made differently that resulted in a bad outcome, or it was just a direct on-the-field play like Yoshi's error, where it's just... There's so many instances where we're beating ourselves just as much as we're getting beat by the other team.
0: Well, that's... It's one of the factors that come in with a bad baseball team. And
1: I'm looking forward tremendously to playing the Reds because they look <laughs> they look <laughs> well, that, so much worse than we do. It's incredible.
0: Right. That's, I, uh, that's I, coming up.
1: Yeah, I would. We're getting pretty far into the season to have not played them yet. Right. Uh, what, like mid May, I would think? Right.
0: Is it? So I'm going to pull the schedule, but uh, I think it's a few series for now. Okay, Detroit. But either way, yeah, it's definitely coming. May 6th. I don't. I don't Detroit understand the Detroit, I don't understand Cincinnati.
1: the schedule maker fascination with giving us like two game series against Detroit literally every year. I'll take it because they're usually not like great, but. I I don't understand the fascination with it. Yeah, well they 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 want to make it something more than it is.
0: By the way, yeah, they got a long road trip. They play at Detroit, then at Cincinnati, four games. They come back May 9th, and that's when they play the Dodgers at home. So that's gonna be fun. So
1: of of the pitchers, Yure didn't look good again today. I mean, could we see an option for him?
0: Because uh, I like don't what, think there's anyone else I would option other than him at this point in time? like as bad as the other pitching is and can be, he has just been awful and, right and uh I'm on that side, you know, and it's not like he's getting a whole lot of well, I guess he kind of has been earlier on, but I mean, that's how bad he is right now, I'd rather have him get innings than AAA than kind of waste away in this bullpen,
1: right, because I don't understand why he was brought into the game today. To start with, other than like he hasn't gotten an outing in a while. But if every time he's coming out, he looks this bad, then I mean, you might as well send him down.
0: Yeah. And actually, to go back, you made a comment earlier. Yeah. With him coming out, it kind of to me seemed like the white flag. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It it kind of did. At the same time, you know, this team being down three runs and the guys that were coming up, I I can understand. <laughs> but right, it seemed as if like that was the white flag moment.
1: It did. I, I just well, at the time we weren't down three, were
0: we? Oh, at the time we we're down. They're down two. But we
1: were down. Yeah, because already he gave up one more. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he came out. Did he come in with one or two outs? Two, two, two. Right.
0: Yeah, he came with two outs.
1: Right. I mean there have been there have been a few standouts. I mean, obviously Will Crowe's been he's been he still looks good.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh Peters, I I have I don't have confidence in Peters, but he's looked pretty okay. Um but I mean Hembry Fletcher totally unordered. Hembry, Fletcher, Yahre, just just kinda awful.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. But in that same sense, I would rather just option Yahuri.
1: Oh, Yohuri is like very clearly like he's the younger player. He doesn't have a ton of major league experience. Like even if, like you want to argue that Fletcher is worse, mm-hmm. like Yuhuri is is very clearly the guy that you send down, right?
0: And especially because you're lacking so much depth,
1: because Yohuri might be a future piece. I. I severely doubt it, but I I would be more surprised if Fletcher or Hembry were here in two years than if Yahuri was.
0: There's, yeah, there's no future in those two. Uh, I'm 100% with you. And I'll say this too about Yahuri from the, his very first outing in Pittsburgh to now, boy, has it changed. Because, you know, I, I thought there was definitely a future for Yahuri. But right now, I mean, I jeez, I don't know what to make of I him. Mean, he just looks bad. And I mean, just, <laughs> that's
1: just coming from. I mean, it's it's kind of been a weird story for him because at the first of that, you know, Rowanzi was kind of the speculative, speculative, you know, maybe he'll project into something kind of guy. And then he immediately took off in the minors and became the star of a deal that he wasn't when it was made. And then Yahuri just continues to fall in the interest category for me. It just. Right. And Ronzi just keeps going up.
0: Yep. And, I mean, he doesn't have a ton of velocity. Uh, you know, like that first, the very first, I remember the very first start, and even Tyler, like, just loved him. I mean, he was like the complete opposite of Mitch Keller. He just looked like he was going to dominate everyone. He had that in him. He looked pretty good. Um, he was locating. And right now, it's just a complete opposite from him. So, right, like you're saying, like, he's still young. He's still just 24 years old. Doesn't not a whole lot of experience. So you're going to keep him
1: around. He's he's going to need to really learn how to pitch if he wants to succeed with the stuff that he has, basically. And right now, he clearly doesn't know how to pitch. Nope. That's a problem if your stuff profiles, at best, Kyle Hendricks. Like, that is the best-case scenario for a guy like Juhari. I'm not making that as a serious comp. I'm just saying that, like... If but you're yep. sitting around that velocity range, that's kind of the stuff that you have to do to be a, right. a major league pitcher. And he's, he's not doing
0: it. You have to, at your best, be Kyle Hendricks. You no, know, I get it. N- not anywhere you're saying he can be and is going to be Kyle Hendricks, but right. Right. That's what you have to do. And he's nowhere near that.
1: Exactly. I mean, you have to you have to locate your pitches, and everything has to have some kind of movement on it.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, Connor, I'm going to end this here. I'm off to dinner here.
1: (laughs) Oh, Jim just joined. I just wanted to insult him some more.
0: There you go. We'll give Jim one last insult for all the ones he didn't hear yet so far. (laughs) Jim, you suck.
1: And I'm really upset you made that tweet the other night talking about how good... Who was it that was pitching and you, you talked about how good they were doing? That's your fault. Thanks, Jim, for the heart emoji. I appreciate it. Don't oh. go to any more Pirates games this year, okay, Jim?
0: Yeah, please. No more 21 nothing's. None of that. All right. We will wrap this up. So I appreciate coming on, Connor. Uh, again, tomorrow, <laughs> sick Connor. So tomorrow is an off day. Pirates do go and face the D- <laughs> in Detroit, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we'll be back then. So we'll talk later. Bye-bye.